Welcome to Freedom Slave Podcast, where fempreneurs, side hustlers, and entrepreneurs come to fast track their success. If you're a millennial girl boss, listen, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the goods, because every week you're going to get the tools that you need to slay your business goals to create a life of time and financial freedom. I'm Ganette Jones, your host and freedom slayer in charge here. Let's begin. Today, we are covering 10 myths about starting your business. There are some things when you get into business or even before you get into business that you hear often and you start to believe they're true. So we're going to be debunking them or more so busting those myths really quickly because I don't want you to feel like you're stuck believing them. Okay, so let's dive right in. So myth number one is a big one. I hear this so often, and that is it costs a lot of money to start a business. Listen, depending on your business model and your offerings, it can be costly, especially if it's like a product-based business, but that isn't always the case. Creating an online business, for example, isn't expensive. It can be really, really low cost, and even starting other service-based businesses. And what this tells you is that sometimes you may have to create a business to fund your dream business. Let's say you don't want to go to investors and, you know, or go to a bank at a loan, or maybe you can't for whatever reason. That doesn't mean you have to put your dreams aside. It just means that you have to get creative about it. Maybe it's about doing something in the interim that gets you closer to where you want to go. So if your goal is to create construction materials, I'm making this up, but let's say you want to own a construction firm and you're creating actual materials for construction sites, then, you know, that may cost a whole lot to begin. So what you may want to do is maybe create a one-on-one for those who are getting into the construction industry. And you can create like an e-course or something like that, that allows you to begin making money to begin funding your dreams. So myth number one is that it costs a lot of money to get started. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money to get started. And for the businesses that do cost a lot of money, there are ways that you can start low cost that allow you to make the money to fund that business that does cost money. So myth number two we're getting into is you need a business plan. That is a myth. If you're seeking an investor or a partner or loan from a financial institution, then it may be required. Other than that, though, a traditional business plan is not needed. And when I say traditional business plan, I'm talking about the old ones with the SWOT analysis and all the multiple pieces, analyzing the competition and all those things. And while it's important to have a plan or a vision for your business, you don't have to have a traditional business plan in order to do that. I know people who literally scribble on a piece of paper, one piece of paper, what they're doing, because the reality is your plan changes. And this is going to look different depending on your business and how much detail you need to get into, depending on what it is you're offering. And of course, it's wise to know, you know, what the industry standards are and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not telling you not to do your research or not to plan, but the sense of a traditional plan tends to demotivate a lot of people because they think it's a whole lot of work they have to put into it and they don't know the answers to all the questions. No one does. And even those that complete business plans, a lot of times they don't go as planned. So don't feel as if you need a traditional business plan in order to start your business. Unless, like I had the disclaimer at the beginning, if you're seeking an investor, a partner, or a loan from a financial institution, because a lot of times they do require them, especially the financial institutions, because they're stuck in the race. Okay, so moving on to myth number three. So myth number three is that working hard guarantees success. 
focus. It's about working smart consistently, not necessarily hard. So you need to dismiss the hustle till you grind mentality and grind till you die teaching and ignore the teachers that tell you that as well. Unless of course you like to be stressed, you know, will it be a walk in the park? Nah, of course not. But it needn't be an endless hustle either. That's not life. Okay. So myth number three, working hard guarantees success is a lie. There are many people that work hard that aren't successful. It's about working smart. Now we are on myth number four, which is you need superhuman smarts. Incorrect. You need superhuman guts, cojones, ovaries. You don't necessarily have to be smart. In fact, Bill Gates often says, I'm not the smartest in the room. I hire the smartest in the room. Him and a whole bunch of other entrepreneurs actually say something similar where they're like, listen, I don't have to. Bill Gates probably is one of those people that are super geniuses. So he was probably a horrible example. But you get my point. You don't have to be a super smart 4.0 running average student. You don't have to be, you don't need to have a PhD or a master's or a bachelor's in order to start and run a successful business. So let that go, okay? You do not need superhuman smarts. You need human guts, cojones, ovaries. So moving on, this brings us to number five, which is connected to that one. While you do need superhuman guts, you don't need to be fearless, okay? So the myth we are busting here is you have to be fearless to be an entrepreneur or to start a business. Fearless is the lack of fear. That's how it's defined. And entrepreneurship is risky by nature. You're gonna have doubt, you're gonna have butterflies, and you're gonna be scared crapless sometimes, and that's fine. So moving on, myth number six, your family and friends need to support your business. No they don't. They should support you and your decision to run a business or at the least, at least respect it, but they needn't support your offerings. Honey, you need clients to do that for you. Family and friends aren't scalable and you're in the business of sales. You need to get those sales. You don't have enough family and friends to keep you sustained long-term and you're a freedom slayer. You're trying to make this freedom thing a long-term thing. So do not depend on your family and friends. Don't even try to make them purchase or sign up to your email list and all of that. And I get the temptation of it because I try to do that when I first started, not purchasing, but trying to get them on my email list and all of that because it feels good to at least start with someone there, right? But trust me when I tell you, you need to focus on helping your ideal client. If your family and friend are not your ideal client, which they're likely not, then move on. And now it's time for us to move on to myth number seven, and that's you need to be motivated to make moves. Listen, inspired action certainly helps things to flow with grace and ease, and it's welcomed by all means. But listen again, entrepreneurship is really graceful, especially at the beginning. So when you have the motivation, try to hold on to it as long as possible because it's awesome being in the flow. However, know that even when you aren't motivated, you still have to do what you gotta do. Pause when you must, but make sure you put an expiration on that pause, on that lack of motivation time where you feel like you aren't doing anything and you're gonna take a break. Breaks are great, breaks are welcomed as well, but don't feel as if you need motivation to begin. Start without the motivation and the motivation will come. The easiest way to get in the flow is to do the things that get you flowing. The example I like to use often here, and I've probably said it on this podcast before as well, I like to compare it to when you're exercising, right? You may not always be motivated to get up and exercise. And on those days that you are, 
you are working you're pushing extra hard you're doing all the things you're getting an extra hard workout in and you're getting great better results for sure however on those days where you're not feeling getting up right and you still get up and do the workout you're still going to get results because you've made those moves that help you get those results you don't have to be motivated in order to make moves so let's get over that one too and move on to number eight and number eight is if you have lots of social media followers you'll make a lot of money burner i've said many times time and time again that while more followers can lead to more sales if you know what you're doing that isn't always the case for the majority of people in fact i have a friend with 2000 people on her instagram that has a seven figure business and there's that on that you do not have to have a whole lot of followers in order to make a ton of money however the more followers you have the better the opportunity to sell to them and to make more money if you know what it is that you're doing so number nine, we're gonna spend a little more time on this one than the rest. I've been flowing through them because I just wanted to give you little snippets of the myths and then a really quick hit on what you need to focus on instead. So number nine's myth is you need a logo to begin. Stop. Oh my goodness, I cannot tell you how many people, when they tell me they're starting a business, the first thing they say is, oh, I'm working on someone doing my logo now. We're going back and forth about things. Focus instead on creating a product or service that solves an actual problem for your client and over deliver on that promise. Because here's the thing, logos are not the brand. The first thing so many of us wanna do once we determine we wanna establish that business is to determine the color scheme and get a logo. They're pieces of the visual aspect of a brand for sure, but they are not the totality of the brand itself. While they can certainly assist with the aesthetics of a brand and the cohesiveness of the overall brand, they are not where one should begin when brand building or where they should be focusing the majority of their efforts. Having a polished look and a botched everything else is just silly. I always recommend building up the other pieces of your business first, even if it's B2B, which means business to business before investing in a logo, especially because your logo should be reflective of your company's values anyway. When you have something that someone wants to buy and they trust you enough to buy, that logo and color scheme is simply just an added bonus. It can assist with positioning your business as a premium service, but it's not at the top of the agenda, or at least it shouldn't be. Solving the problem for your perfect vibing client, what I like to call perfect vibing client or PVC, which is really your ideal client, that is the major thing that drives money into your pocket. Grab yourself a website. That's more important than a logo. That's virtual real estate. And now I'm not saying that you should never get a logo and you never need one and they're unnecessary. But what I am saying is that it should not be the first thing that you grab when you're thinking about starting a business or when you start a business. There are so many things that are more important in the brand building process over a logo. The priority should be far above a logo's priority. So I think I drilled that one in enough. So that brings us to the very final one, myth number 10, which is you need to quit your job to work on your business full time. I am not one of those business individuals that you see online that tell you that you can't be working a nine to five and running a business on the side. No, I welcome side hustlers. I think it's important that you build your business to a place that allows you to leave your job. That's the important bit. Don't just leave randomly and figure it out on the way down. Some life circumstances require you to do it that way, 
but it needn't be the case all the time. In fact, the majority of the time, it's my hope that you build a solid plan prior to ditching your nine to five, which is why I have Cubicle Ditch Academy. And that's actually coming up soon. Cubicle Ditch Academy is my online course for side hustlers, fempreneurs, entrepreneurs, those who are just thinking about it. And even there's some people in there who already are working full-time in the business, but they want all the goods to get prepped, primed, and positioned to profitably get their business to a place that makes them proud. And for those that are working a nine to five, it helps get them prepped, primed, and positioned to profitably chuck the deuces to that nine to five. So if that's something you're interested in doing, then I recommend that you hop onto the wait list for when the doors open for that program again. It only opens twice a year. So it will be opening shortly. So you get on there at gainete.com forward slash waitlist. That's G-A-Y-N-E-T-E dot com forward slash waitlist. And also those on the waitlist will get first dibs on the free training that come out during that time as well. In addition to that, if you have not listened to episode number 19, then I recommend that you go back and listen to it because that one is entitled, Are You Ready to Leave Your 9 to 5 and Become a Full-Time Entrepreneur? Question mark. And in there, I go into so much more detail about this. So again, if you are interested in getting on that waitlist, it's genete.com forward slash waitlist and check out episode number 19. So that's it we touched on 10 ginormous myths that many newbie entrepreneurs find themselves believing. So it's my hope that in listening to this podcast, you've either learned something new or at least begun to change your mindset around a strong and wrong belief that you had. If something in this podcast resonated with you, please take a screenshot and share it with me over on Instagram. I love to see it at Genete, G-A-Y-N-E-T-E. I'll speak to you next time. Okay, okay, I see you, Freedom Slayer. You stayed through to the end, which tells me that you likely enjoyed this episode. Listen, if you haven't already, do your sister a favor by heading on over to the iTunes store to leave a review for the podcast. It'll help others like you find a benefit from it. And look, it also helps with the rankings. Hashtag transparent AF. I appreciate you.